Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ones Ready podcast. You're in the team room. And Aaron's already. What's going on already, Aaron? <laughs> I I already screwed up. I was like, I, you hit record, then I was like, did you did you hit record? I was just like looking you, at you because I was checking out. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? So that's that's the thing about this technology is there's these like little red lights yeah. that show up, and it you know it's one of those universal sides. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the team room. Um, <laughs> we've got something new for you today. Uh, Jaime, welcome to the podcast. Um, you, and we were just kind of BSing about this beforehand, Mm -hmm. but you are popping up everywhere. Um, and it's, it's really nice to see an, an active duty person. Uh, like we, we have lots of, there are financial advisors everywhere. And I tell you what, I get constant, uh, crypto people in my inbox all the time telling me how much, how much I can, uh, I should be investing in all these kind of different things. And then also buying followers and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you're actually the real deal in terms of an active duty person that is not only providing financial education and mentorship, but, I, I mean, you're, you're out there all over the place and you're, you're helping people and guiding people. So before we kind of get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? So, yeah, thanks for having me. It's actually a, a huge honor to be here with you guys. Uh, it's good to see, you know, the soft communities. We, we get to work and be together, even though, you know, just by, by virtue of our niches, we don't do it as often. Right. Um, so the, the way it all started and I joined the Marine Corps and I was a motor team mechanic, which is pretty terrible. Uh, fixing trucks, I would say it's a pretty terrible job. And I feel for every single person that's a maintainer, right? Like keep working, but you know, there's, there's better things out there unless you love it. Right. Um, then I, I found EOD. Um, obviously I'm sure you guys have worked with plenty of, uh, you know, any of all the service EOD techs. And mm-hmm. I was in EOD. I went to Afghanistan and I came back and I saw a MARSOC, uh, email come up, jumped on the opportunity. And I realized that I'm not, I don't know what I'm getting into stuff. Like I didn't really understand the military. I was born in Colombia and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. And eventually I joined MARSOC and I've, I've did very well, but had a really good tour. Uh, and I said in another podcast that what I lacked in combat experience, I had in very, in very good experiences for me. And I, I try to tell people is that because you missed out on combat, as long as you're not a deployment dodger and as long as you're not a coward, really doesn't matter, right? There's, there's life happens, right? So I did my time in MARSOC. It was really good. Um, did a, you know, a few Afghanistan tr- trips. I went to the Maldives, recommended to everybody. Uh, great SEAL story, which is really funny, right? SEALs left us, left us hanging. They were like, oh, we got to go. Oh. We're like, dude, it's the Maldives. Where are you leaving? Uh, <laughs> so it's pretty funny. But then in, um, what is it, 2016, I met a girl. Uh, she was a helicopter pilot in the army and then she joined the air force. Uh, she was a PAYPOC pilot and, uh, I went with her to Japan. I was the only place that we could be together. Uh, came back here and to Albuquerque again, second, the only other place we could be together. We swindled a spot and I'm currently an instructor at the defense nuclear weapons school. Uh, but that relationship ended. She's still a PAYPOC pilot. Uh, so I, you know, I got to hear a lot of stories about PJs and, you know, the rescue community and seeing how awesome it is. And uh, yeah, to the reason I'm here now with this Instagram is after the divorce, part of me trying to find myself and put myself back together. I still remember I was running one day and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I need something. Like <laughs> work isn't giving me the, the drive and motivations that I had. And I'm like, I'm pretty good with money. 
I like social media. Let's do this. And uh, I started small. I reached out to a bunch of friends to see what they thought. You know, obviously, it's weird, especially for our generation, to put ourselves on social media and finding the right way to do it. Because there's, you know, there's people that do it right. There's people that do it wrong. It's okay. You got to figure it out. So uh, I find very fortunate through the guidance of all these individuals. And I just launched a financial enabler and I debated on the name. And uh, we take a lot of pride in being enablers in Marsoc EOD. So I was like, this is perfect. I just, how can I help people? And I just dove into that. And it's been a, it's a really good ride. Like you said, I, I get a bunch of people just asking me, it's like, hey, what do I do with this? How do I manage DTS? And I'm like, it's right in the wheelhouse, you know? And there's a lot of guys that are just not comfortable reaching up to hire, right? And that's normal. I know I, know I was there at one point. Uh, so yeah, that's how I got here with all that. That's, that is no, that's quite awesome. the backstory, man. You went, yeah, you went from being, you know, a, a crabby boy and working your way up and being in Marsoc and now you're, you know, in Albuquerque, uh, close yeah. to my heart, obviously in the, the land of enchantment. Oh, yeah. So I live there as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. man, that, that, that's crazy to hear how you like found yourself into this space. When did you, you said you were good at, with money and you said it felt natural for you to do so. When did you like realize that you were just good and you could, cause like anything else, any other skill, you, mm -hmm. I bet you see money and you see things moving around in a different way mm -hmm. than I do. If that makes you talented at it. So when did you, when did you discover that talent? So I think it all started actually when I was a, an E3, a Lance Corporal. Uh, I was in Japan and I, w I had a roommate. He was from Illinois. He was super broke and he's like, I want to buy a new sound system. And I'm like, I mean, who am I to tell you you can't buy a new sound system, right? And I'm like, I'll buy it for you and you pay me. So I swiped my card, bought him the sound system, and he paid me the monthlies, right? I had enough money to pay off my credit card. But then what I realized is that, hold on, this is helping my credit. I'm making, you know, I'm making the cashback rewards. And I'm like, this is, mm. this is pretty cool. And then like little things like uh, I saw the Amex cards pop up and I'm like, this is another thing. Like, how do I, how do I maximize that? How do I, uh, I had a conversation with a major one time. I'm like, I'm like, sir, like we make a ton of money. We have per diem. He's like, per diem is not income. And I'm like, I beg to differ is variable income, but it's income. If a E5 in soft says, I'm going to be TAD, TDY as much as possible. And he goes over there and like lives frugally, he's going to make money. So I just realized that it was just clicking in my brain. Like uh, I saw how I saw money and how I perceived it. Uh, and then I started hustling uh, <laughs> airtime in a tunnel. And then I started hustling. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I bought an, I bought an exorbitant amount of, of tunnel time. I bought 100 hours in, Sky, in uh, iFly San Diego. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, I That's sold. That's not cheap. No. It was like six ninety five an hour. But I sold 75 hours in an hour. It was like gone. So, and then at that point, I, had, I was left with 25 hours that were pretty cheap and I could train with those 25. But then I still sold them to people at a $10, $20 profit. So it's little things like that who just clicked in my brain. I was just like, I mean, I'm making money from this and everybody's benefiting from it because I'm just willing to take the leap on that money. Right. As you guys know, 100 hours in the tunnel is super expensive, but I was like, I'll do it. But 
to get 75% of my money back in an hour, it was like, great, problem solved, right? So, and that's kind of when like little things like that happen throughout my life. And I'm like, okay, I'm maximizing this. And, you know, I made the, like kind of the BR method now that I realized I uh, bought a house with a VA loan and I said, I'm going to have full roommates the whole time and I'll deal with it. And I had medics, I had uh, CSOs with me and EOD techs, and it was just fine. So I realized that I was willing to take the risk on financial decisions that in my brain were calculated. And I think to your point, Aaron, that's the thing, how we see money. And not, not that, you know, maybe you do the same, but not everybody sees money and moving money the same way, right? And we all have our risk tolerances as we're willing to get shot, but we're not willing to go get a credit card. I've met right. way too many guys like that. I was like, I can get a credit card. I'm like, what? You're in, you're in soft, dude. You're like willing to die for your country. Go get a credit card. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know? All right. So, Jaime, I'm, I'm going to jump in and say that I am 100% sure that you see money differently and better than I do. So let's pretend <laughs> that I am, let's pretend that I am just the dumbest and I want to start on this path with you, right? Mm -hmm. do you, is it a bunch of terms that I need to know? Like what is really, is it a concept? What is the very first thing that I need? when I'm like, all right, I'm going to change the way that I look at money and I'm going to start looking at it like you, Jaime, the financial enabler, somebody smarter than me. What's the first step? What do I do? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> so go, yeah, going back to that. So I will see two books. Because what I've realized in, and you guys, you know, in soft, we talk a lot about it. You can be really strong. You can be really competent, but it's about the mindset, right? So if I am able to get people to look at money differently, and that's why I start with the psychology of money and then a more, uh, a more like financial book, which is the power of zero, then I can start people to think different about how our money works and how it affects us. So the way that I try to tell him, and I go to Kiyosaki's, uh, one of the things he says that debt is money. Not enough people see money as debt, right? Like money, debt is not bad if you see it as money. So it's how you use it. So I try to tell people, okay, how do you leverage things? How do we see and educate ourselves and perceive money differently? So with psychology and money, and I'm going to use this example that it was uh, eye-opening to me as I was talking to people. Um, in the book, there's a guy that says, the guy that writes it, he's very financially savvy. He says, I bought a house cash. I would never recommend that to anybody, but it was good for me. So if he's able to affect people into how they see money as a way to leverage opportunities, people can change everything in their life. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the and, and that's why I don't, I don't even like most of it is not even terms. It's just mindset thought yeah. process and how you leverage, how you leverage assets. Right. Like, and that's why I use military up quite often. It was like the difference between, I'll, I'll give you a small example just to finish up with that. It's like, I always tell people, what is, can you do CQB with a sniper rifle? And people are like, well, I guess you can. I was I mean, like, of yeah, course you can. Yeah, sure. It's not great, but it's going to be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course you can but it's not the best tool for the job. So if you see money the same way, like certain credit cards are better for certain things, certain loans are better for certain things. And people are like, oh, that makes sense. It's just leveraging assets. And I was like, exactly. Exactly like the battlefield. That is yeah, fantastic. I, I, the, uh, I definitely- I'm sorry, Peaches. The, the book we're talking about here is The Psychology of Money. 
Timeless Lessons on Wealth, Greed, and Happiness. Right. It's by uh, Morgan Housel. And the other one was The Power of Zero. And that's by uh, yep. David McKnight. So just wanted to get those out there for everybody that wants to uh, add those to the reading list. So The Power of Zero, David McKnight, and The Psychology of Money, Morgan Housel. Go ahead, Peaches. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's different. <laughs> Definitely different mindsets, right? And and I think it's about what you're willing to risk. Um, like, mm-hmm. I I guess I see it. Everybody would love a a quick, you know, get rich quick kind of thing. You know, whether mm-hmm. whether you hit, you know, I was joking about the crypto thing just because the amount of spam that everybody gets. But you yeah. know, if if you are on that crypto train, you did very well. If you're late to the game, you're probably not happy about it. But Mm-hmm. I, I guess for me, I almost look at the financial game, if you will, as a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, you right. know, and, and I, I've, I've listened to you before and I, I know you're not a, a huge, like some, some aspects of Dave Ramsey, you, you agree with some, some you do not. Um, like I, mm-hmm. I am a Dave Ramsey 11 years ago now helped me get right, right because I owned, I owned, it's crazy. I owned some property overseas, um, which was great at the time, but then, you know, the, the market crashed and then I had to hold on to them until, but I had to empty out my savings, right? Me and the wife had wow. to empty out savings. And so we needed a, a starting point because we were almost lost. It was like, uh, okay, well, this is scary for us. Um, and Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. helped us get right. Um, now there are things that I'm not 100% on, but I mean, it is undeniable. He has created, gotten more people out of debt and created millionaires. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you like for the, for the listeners and viewers, what do you, where do you deviate from his kind of, uh, plans? So I I think, uh, oh man, there's a guy that I talk to on Instagram a lot gentleman and a scholar, I'll throw him his uh, gentleman and a scholar, I'll throw his name out there. And he said something that hit home with the Dave Ramsey perspective, because I, I think I, I put him in negative light and a lot of financial pages put him in negative light. And the way that he explained it to me, he's like, Dave Ramsey is the equivalent of the financial world of going to boot camp and asking to be a tier one operator. Dave Ramsey is foundational. Right. It's not an advanced concept. Correct. Right? So while what's going to make you wealthy is an advanced concept, without the basics, you're going to go nowhere. So what I when I get people that are like, I'm a Dave Francis fanatic, I'm like, great, strong foundations. You have good habits. You got yourself out of debt. Now you're going to have to start doing the, this is where I differ. Leverage debt. Leverage credit. Invest. And that's when... I, I, and I've dealt with it with, uh, I have two examples that are very vivid. I, one of my best friends, he's, uh, he's in a special missions unit and he's like, hi, I mean, I have a hundred thousand dollars in a savings account. And I'm like, but it's awesome. We can do better, yeah. you know? And that's what I'm trying to get him. It's like to like take that leap. Right. So that I differ mostly on the debt side and leveraging that debt. But to your point, if somebody reads Dave, Dave Ramsey as a foundational book or somebody le- reads Dave Ramsey to build a strong habit to recover, I have no qualms with it. Like, perfect. You need that in your life. And it's very difficult for people to grasp that, right? And it's unfortunate you had to go through 
such a challenge, challenging situation to realize it. But that's, I mean, that's how we learn, right? Yep. If, if yeah. it was simple, we would have read that book 10 years ago. Yeah, right? I mean, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't regret it because I learned a lot from it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, man, when you, when you see your account <laughs> just go to zero, yeah. you're like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do. That's scary. You do. And then when I had to go to my scary. wife and go, "Hey, um, yeah, we're we got nothing right now. <laughs> it was not good." Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I, I go. I'll tie this to to life. You know, with uh, like with my divorce, we got to hit rock bottom. Yep. Until we hit rock bottom, odds are we're too stubborn to figure it out. Nope. And it's like. I, we and then there's guys like us that look at younger guys and gals who's like, please don't do this, please just do it better. And they they're like, no, what do you know? I was like, yeah, fine, go ahead, figure it out. Yeah, what is that? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. The fuck around and find out. Oh yeah, it's great. Trump I love it. Floating around. <laughs> it's been so good. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> So, what, yeah, the, what would you exactly. say the number one thing is that you see people screwing up when you look out at our general population and let's, let's keep it like E5 or below. Let's keep it, you know, right in that, you know, 28 to 32% charger realm of people. Like what that, that group of people, what, yeah. what are you seeing other than bad high percentage car loans? What are you seeing them screw up that you would just be like, Ugh, guys quit doing this. TSP. TSPs are bad. And, dude, I've talked to E8s with bad TSPs uh, for two factors. Either they never moved it and they're still in the G fund or they're in the life cycle fund without understanding what the life cycle does. Those are the two biggest things that people are doing wrong. If they just understood that the life cycle is putting into the five funds – and eventually get safer as you get older, they would probably be like, well, I don't want to be in the G fund. And I'm like, great, then get out of the life cycle. But if people can look at me and say, I want to be in the life cycle because I like the safety of the G fund, at those percentages, I'm like, gravy. At least you understand. But most people don't even understand that. Yeah, but I mean, most people are probably not even realizing what fund they're in, right? I mean, I I know (laughs) I wasn't when I I first started one out because that's, you know, whatever. I'm so young. I'm not paying attention to it. I know I'm, I'm contributing to my TSP. Now, luckily for me, you know, I was, I was also doing a Roth IRA and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't, I didn't put everything Mm -hmm. all into one, but, um, I remember going back and, and somebody very much like yourself said, Hey, let's, let's pull up your TSP. Don't, don't worry. I'm not looking at the actual number that you got in there, but let's see what you're actually, Mm -hmm. you know, invested in. And it's like, dude, what? You didn't know any better, so let me help you out. You know, so that that is definitely right. a a uh, a real thing. Yeah, that is the number one thing. And I've heard like E fives at four years, uh, captains at six years. I heard it from a master sergeant at seventeen, and it's like it's just tough, you know, because and it's unfortunate because I don't expect the military to tell us otherwise. The military is not a financial advisor, uh, financially, personal financial organization. The problem is that the personal, the financial advisors on base are not quick to tackle that. And they just let it drag out. And 
like most things in life, because the financial advisors on base are free, and nobody wants to say, hey, boss, I'm going to take an hour to go talk to the financial advisor. Most people don't use them. And two, nobody trusts them because it's like this. We, we've dealt with it. It's the military construct. And we're like, why would I trust you? But like a kid would write to me like, what should I do with this? I'm like, I'll help you out right now. Calm. Let's fix this right now. So if people were just uh, more willing, I think that we would see a bigger change just on TSP. Especially now with BRS, man, I think BRS is awesome. It's like, I, well, I would have gotten out four years ago, but it's <laughs> awesome. But most of them don't understand how it works. So, and just right? for, uh, well, actually, since you since you bought, brought up the blended retirement system, why don't you describe it mm-hmm. real quick? Because I mean, a, a lot of our folks are, a lot of our listeners are brand new or or, or haven't even come in yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's a, so I'll, I'll clear this up. So if you joined after 2018, you didn't have the option. So we had the option uh, of having the legacy system or the blended retirement system. So the legacy is we get 50% of retirement and the government does not match us at all. The blended retirement system means that upon, if you do your 20, you will not get your full 50% of your pension. But throughout your career, the military will match you. It starts at 1%. It grows all the way up to 5 And this is the next thing to your point, Aaron. The next thing I try to educate people is the percentages that they put in. So in the blended retirement system, whatever contribution you put in, the government will match you up to 5%. But the government matching goes towards traditional. That's why I suggest to people to put the 5% towards the Roth. That way, the government matching goes to traditional. Now they have up to 10%. And they're able to do with the rest of the income other investment vehicles that they can access at any point of their life. Because that's the, the major downside to Roth and traditional is that you cannot touch it till, you cannot touch the growth till 59 and a half. Right? So if they understand that and they immediately they join, and I'm going to say, I'm going to put 5% into these funds. Uh, hopefully CS mostly, uh, <clears throat> and then the, the military matches them that 5%, they're going to save 10% the rest of their life. They'll be just fine, and they can deal with the tax consequence of the traditional later on, whatever it is, because it could be up to 50%. But at least they built a decent nest egg for where they're 59 and a half, and they have 90% of their paycheck to do whatever they want. No, that's so simple. And, uh, is that kind of is that explain? Oh, yeah, it's so simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't, yeah, I can't believe I didn't. Uh, I can't believe I didn't know this before, Jaime. I, uh, it, it, yeah, that should be intuitively known. You know, uh, I did do want to bring something up though. I know uh, you're a, a prior soft dude. Your hair looks fantastic. You got pomade in there right now. You know, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, they're gonna have me on camera. I had a choice. I kind of did a little wardrobe thing. Just okay. for, I'll be honest with people. Okay. Like, right shirt, hat, or gel, put the flag. I was like, yeah, right. of course I have to get some pop. Got to look good. So here you know? it is, man. We have friends that are in this. I'm going to put this out there. If you go to outerregspomade.com and you put our code in once ready at checkout, you can get anything you want on there. You got to stop screwing around with that gel, though. They got the beach bum spray. You just little, like, salt spray in your hair. You throw on the pipe hitter, muscle your hair around, and it's just it's fantastic. So you should do that. We will hook you up Perfect. with uh, Outer Regs 
after this podcast because you got to get off that gel game. But your hair is, I got to be honest. First of all, can you tell me what a, uh, do the yellow crayons actually taste like um, lemon or is that not a thing? So great question. This is, I've been waiting for this moment party my whole life. So I prefer Caran Diage, which is a fancy French crayon. So yes, the lemon ones do test like lemon. <laughs> okay. I made sure to look this up a long time ago. Thank goodness. Well, hey, go over and check out outerregspomade.com when you get out of here. Use our code. Yeah. One's ready at checkout. Uh, they've got all kinds of stuff now, too. They actually have uh, stuff for tattoo, like a tattoo balm. They've got beard oils and beard stuff. All kinds of stuff. Beard balm that you can put in there. So uh, go check it out. Code One's ready at checkout. And you know what tastes better than the nice. lemon would be the trench to trench coffee, the Brazil Serato blend. So make sure you check those guys out too. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jaime will give you a choice. Like maybe we'll get you some pomade. Maybe we'll get you some coffee. I don't know what your jam is, but definitely check out trenchcoffeeco.com. Promo code is one's ready and that should get mm-hmm. you a discount as well. So Jaime. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I'll say this because I'll, I'll ride this train for Trench and uh and ones and uh what was that? Out of regs, ones ready and Trench and out of regs. I refuse to buy from our brothers at a discount. Oh yeah, okay. I refuse to do it. Get it. I pay full price, oh, yeah. so I hope people do it at a discount. I refuse to do it. <laughs> you know, nice because like I I, I got to support them. Yep, nope. yeah. I I'm the same. Same exact way. Now, granted, since I'm here in Vegas with uh, with Jeff and Jerrica from Trench Coffee, I don't I don't have to pay for shipping. So it's like, hey, bro, I'm out of coffee. I give him like a two day heads up. Hey, I'm out of coffee, and I and I he just brings it in. Nice. So I and get to save on nice. the shipping. That's great. But, uh, That's I make the beauty of the nine. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, nice. So I, I'm sure you're tracking, but the aspect war has a signing bonus and, and it's not the only one that has signing bonus, you know, a lot of the soft community and, and other jobs within the air force and the DOD have signing mm-hmm. bonuses, but um, mm-hmm. it's actually a couple years, at least for our guys. Uh, it's a couple years until they end up getting it because they need to be awarded the, the air force specialty code before they're able to get it. But instead of buying that V six Mustang at a, at a, 45% APR, what should they be doing with it? Like right off the bat. Right off the bat. Uh, so there's, I'm going to give them options, right? So um, the first one thing they can do is max fund a Roth, right? They can max fund a Roth, but that means that they can't see it till 59 and a half, right? I just want them to be aware of that. Max funding is $19,000. If I had that bonus, I would probably start investing in uh, taxable accounts, right? There's tax exempt accounts, but it gets much weirder and requires understanding IRS tax code that I dive into it with in, in, in person. But intangibles, because as you're building a habit, I would say start investing in the S and P 500 and buy a house. Show up to your first duty station, get a VA loan, maybe buy something a little bigger that you can know you know you can cover with your pH and maybe a little more with your bonus and start investing in that. Because this is something I recently learned. On if you buy three houses on a VA loan, on the fourth one, the VA funding fee is way more expensive. 
I actually learned that from a TAC P who's a realtor. Hmm. The guy's brilliant about this stuff. So let's say he shows up to Nellis, right? Obviously not in Kadena. He shows up to Nellis, buys his VA home, immediately buys a house next door at a 20%. Now he understands, he learns about real estate. I'm not, he might lose it all, but at least he learns that game, right? I think that is a very safe bet and then starts investing the S&P 500, continues to put in, I mean, 50 bucks a week and lets it go for the life and he'll be fine, right? Uh, and that way he can put in his 5% to his Roth. So it's how we see that. And I see uh, investing as a, the wide, I did a, a graphic a while ago, how we see investing like a strategy in the battlefield. Real estate is important. Taxable accounts are important. Uh, life insurance has its role in it. So we got to protect our assets. And then taxes have a role. So it's how you put it in various places. But I suggest taxable and real estate because it's tangible. They can see it and they can make it happen and they can build off it. And if you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, you're like, oh, that's how he did. So it's a good foundation to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I did want to, because you kind of cut out. What did you say the max? I thought it must have increased. The max for a Roth is is 6000 right? Roth IRA. Roth IRA. Roth TSP. Yeah, sorry. Roth TSP is 19000 Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, I did. I yeah. So, well, so I wouldn't suggest anybody to max fund a Roth TSP, but it's an option. Okay. Right? If the person says, I'm... I have a terrible investing, I have terrible uh, money habits. I don't want to touch this money till I'm 59 and a half. I need $19,000 to disappear right now. Max funded. Ah, Let it be. Okay. That make, so right? that makes sense. And, then, like, and I'm, I'm glad that you tie it right back to habits, right? Because that's, yeah. right. this is all habits. Uh, it's habitual and it's emotional. I mean, it really is. Yep. Like, I got to have that right. V6 Mustang. I have to. Right. <laughs> Right. And, and I di I'll differ with a lot of people, you know, uh, I'm a, I mean, I'll, I'll tell the secret to anybody that's in a heavy deployable unit. For me, the hustle is leasing cars. While I was in Marsoc, I had uh, five different cars because I would deploy and I would return the car. The day before I deployed, I would drop off the car. The day I landed, I went straight to a dealership and picked up a car of my choice. So I had very little insurance and I had no car payment while I was gone. So while I didn't, you know, people always tell me, then you're not building, you know, that's a waste of money. And I'm like, buddy, you're renting your home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Whatever. I tell you right? what, that is true, though. The and, rent, the rent game. Ugh. I know it, like some people are stuck, but the rent game is, is tough. It's very tough. And like, it's so hard for me to, again, psychology and money on the book, it made me accept that. Some people, it takes a while to take that leap. But if you're doing the right things while you're renting your home, you'll be fine. But start looking how you build some assets in your life because the, the rental's not doing anything for you. So it's a, it's a balancing game, right? There's plenty of... Ver uh, I, I recently met a guy. He's a doctor and he can only rent. He went bankrupt, so he only rents, but he's got over $100,000 in random accounts. But he can't buy because he went bankrupt a long time ago. Oh. So it's fine. He's just, he's making the best out of his situation, right? So uh, I ne I'll never look again at a person say, you're renting or living on base. That's wrong. 
but I will tell somebody you're renting or living on base, what are you missing out on? Could you take that leap? Uh, and that's why I try to be, you know, which is very weird for being in the military, I try to be empathetic with people's money. And I'll, I'll say this joke because it's perfect about money. Money is so personal. That is the, when I talk to a couple, it's the equivalent of me saying, how are you, how's your sex life? <laughs> oh, by the way, you're doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. Right? So I try to be very coy with it because it's like, it's very personal, right? And people just don't understand. So how can I let me into their life, talk about money and not disrespect them because it can be very painful to admit that like, oh, I'm in debt. Uh, my credit is uh, 600 or 500, right? So I try to, it's very it's a very soft spot. It's not military game where we can be crass and direct. You well, know? and it's the biggest thing, especially when you bring in a spouse. Yeah, it's the biggest thing that that you know will drive a wedge between you and your spouse. It's like it's money. It's you know stuff with parenting. Like that's typically those big stressors. But it, it can oh, yeah. it can literally bring everything down. And it has to be mm-hmm. you know once it uh you know once your financial situation, from what I understand, once it's all figured out and uh, and you're comfortable. You just, the stress lifts off of you and you're not worrying about every little thing. Uh, and it does take discipline to get there. What would you say are some prime assets that people need to look at? We already talked real estate and we talked about investing in S&P and letting our money work for us. Are there any other assets, maybe precious metals, maybe diversification into some other places that people should look at, especially when we're talking, you know, that initial enlistment bonus, right? A couple mm-hmm. years in and, and they have a, a large lump of sum that they could maybe put a couple, you know, a couple streams at. What would you suggest? Right. So to to let's say diversified, a guy that has done everything right. He already bought a house. Uh, he's got some of the S&P 500. He dabbles into stocks. Uh, I'm a big believer in crypto. Granted, I lost a ton of money on crypto because I made the wrong choice with the wrong... Um, with the wrong application, right? Like, terrible. Hands right? going nowhere, baby. Uh, Eat to the moon. Let's go. Right. Hoddle. Hoddle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dog. Yeah, I have a friend. I'll, I'll say this. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a friend. He made 350K on Dogecoin. Oh, my gosh. I had a friend that yeah, I worked with made it. 75. And he, uh, and he took his gains and then yeah. actually walked with it. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy walked with it, and this is something that I talked to those assets. He ended up having to pay $100,000 in taxes. So I was like, buddy, like, great, but how do we avoid paying those taxes? So to your point, I like crypto a lot. Uh, Accept the risk. Be much smarter than I was about which exchange you use, right? Um, So be careful with that, but it's really good. I personally, I believe in Bitcoin. I believe in Ethereum. I think it's a good thing, and I wanna I wanna get back to it once this other uh, situation gets fixed. Um, things that are off the wall, right? Precious metals are are good. The I there's a book called the Bitcoin Standard and the Fiat Standard that talks about the downsides to precious metals, right? You got to keep them. It's easy to lose. A lot of people buy gold and they lose it, right? It's easy to get stolen, um, but it's all right, you know. Uh, I'll say, I'll throw this out to about my ex. That lady bought purses and she made a lot of money on purses. What? So, bro, the number one asset in the retail space is purses. Number one, really? better than shoes. Really? I had, yep. now, are we talking like selling on eBay or Facebook That's marketplace wild. or like, how does that work? 
so there's a bunch of other apps that she would use, uh, you know, and I, I became in tune with them at that point. But she was buying a Louis Vuitton, bro, in Korea. She would go buy a Louis Vuitton. She, she would come back with three of them. And she would use them for a year and sell them at the year because she loved them. And she would sell them for a small profit. I'm like, brilliant. That's brilliant. You know, but there's people that are able to find the good ones and they can sell them for a bigger profit. But again, for in, in for men, like shoes are a big one, right? I, I personally don't buy shoes, but I'll, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Not guns. Guns are not an asset, right? Like, <laughs> How do they you? lose value? Maybe not. How dare yeah. you? What are you telling me? Right? You know what? You? Yeah, 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 we're done here. We are done here. <laughs> Listen, how am I supposed to yeah. continue buying these things if I if I don't say they're worth something? Stop it, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that yeah, I'm not going to say it. They're, they're worth something. They're worth a lot. But you're not going to make a lot of money from them. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? If like, you're going to yeah, buy them saying. and sell them, then no. But if you're, um, you know, once we hit that post-apocalyptic, I mean, hey, yeah, gonna be- <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm a huge supporter of that, especially for for those of us that are fortunate that are if you're if you're maximizing maximizing your discounts for firearms, knock yourself out. You can buy some really nice guns yep. with our discounts. So I'm a huge, huge supporter of that, but just be realistic. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say this. There's this. I'm, I'm not gonna say the name because it's kind of kooky, but there's this IRS. I'm going to tell all your readers, look this up. IRS tax code 7702. All right. It's some weird stuff, but it's like the kind of hustles that the rich are doing. Right. And uh, uh, I'll let them do the homework. I'm, I'm into it. Part of my diversification. Uh, but it's how you, how you use things. Right. So I'm going to try to think of any other assets. And then everything else is about hustling, right? Going back to the tunnel time. I made tunnel, I made $100 per hour on tunnel time. That's a, what? That's like a over, over 10% profit. It was great, right? So if a guy is, or a girl is entrepreneurial, if they have the right mindset, they can make money of anything. And I'll go back to the example that we all know somebody that did this. Somebody that was t- selling candy in high school. We go buy it at Costco for 25 cents and they're making money. So if you walk in with the right mindset, you're going to make a ton of money, right? And, and like a uh, case in point, uh, the coffee and pomade you talked about. If I bought that at the right place and I took it to a place where it's hard to get, like let's say Ramstein, and I sold it for just 10 more cents, I made a ton of money. Yeah. But I'm patient and I, I'm willing to deal with that hustle. Most people are not willing to deal with a hustle. And that's why, like, for a long time, I ragged on people, our, our brothers and sisters that would get out and open, sh- just make shirt brands. I'm like, that's a hustle. That's what's working right now. Eventually, you can diversify, right? So if you have the right mindset, you'll be able to flip anything to your benefit, you know? Oh, I, I, I agree. Does I, that answer your question, Aaron? Yeah. I definitely think the, the hustle is huge, right? But uh, mm-hmm. people have also got to be patient. I mean, unless you just happen to be again, like talking about Dogecoin or whatever like that, if you just happen to be time lucky on the timing, then okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't, but if not, it's, it's patience. It's a grind. It's a hustle yeah. and it's patience because the chances yep. are you're not just going to just hit, hit it 
and and things are going to be incredible. Yeah, and it's so weird how people think that you're going to be this a get rich scheme. You know, it's like if you fall for a get rich easy scheme, it's like falling for a get skinny quick scheme. You know, or you know, there's no such thing as like you're going to become a better rucker overnight. That doesn't exist. No. You know? Definitely not for me. So, like, <laughs> right. Like, there's a lot of people that are terrible at it, right? But, like, if you're patient, you'll be good enough. If you're patient in the money, you'll be good enough. And then you, you know, I'll, I'll go the cliche thing, investing your knowledge, right? Like, if people invested more in that knowledge, eventually you'll, it makes sense and you start building on it, right? But if you, you cannot cut corners. There's no cutting corners to be, being a soft operator. Nope. Like damn right. the only people that cut corners to soft operators, there's a few savants out there. One of my first team leaders, he's one of those guys. He just like looks at the world as like this simple puzzle piece that is just boring him. He's just good at everything, but that's not the norm. Majority of us has to work hard every day to be good at it. You know, that's uh that's Aaron's boss right now. Oh yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, pe- people Ugh. people that listen to the podcast, at least the last couple, know exactly who we're talking about. K Dub. But he, I, it's just, yeah, I, I he's, he's so good he's at dreamy, everything. I mean, he's dreamy. Really? He's, oh, he's, he's so, so good wild. looking. Oh Lucky. yeah. It's, it's terrible. He's better looking than you. He's be- He's stronger smarter. than you. He's faster. He's smarter. He <sighs> looks great in like a suit. I can't, I can't stand it. Yeah. It, but I mean, you love to hate yeah. him because you're like, oh, like, cause he doesn't even, it, it, I'm sure he does try, but it seems like he doesn't even try. You know, it's just yeah. And I'll 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 ask this question because I'm gonna tie it into something. How's uh I don't know if he's a captain now, but Wink Lear, how's he do? How how's he in the air force? I, I didn't see. I saw you guys talk to him. Is he good? Yeah, he's doing. He's well. uh yeah. Okay. He's down in San Antonio now. I actually just talked to him the other night, so he's doing great. Him and uh him and everyone okay. with him is good. That's good. So I must say this for a reason. I worked with his brother, and odds are. The Air Force Winkler is way better than the Marine Corps Winkler. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> so if any of them two hear it, I go ahead and I said it. <laughs> yeah, I literally I spoke to his brother last night because I was scrolling through who you guys talked to. And I'm like, dude, these guys interviewed your brother. <laughs> I bet he's way better than you because he's in soft and you're just an EOD tech. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Wink, yeah. Uh, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he's in Texas now. It's good. Love it, living life, good. loving it. Um, yeah, so yeah. He's he's. Really I, I'm gonna good. make time to see his brother next month. His brother's badass chief warrant officer. So it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's good that like the whole family's good at this business. I know, but like, have you noticed then how small the community actually is? I mean, like, I, oh. I mean, okay. So I, I had talked about it. Um, I'm I'm sure I've talked about it, but you know, SOCOM is 80,000 people, right? But your actual Mm -hmm. dudes that are doing the mission and like your, your, you know, quote unquote soft operators, you're not looking at that many. I mean, you're looking at, I'd be guessing here, but I'd say if you're, if you're tying in, you know, air force, Marines, uh, Navy and army, you're probably looking at under sub 10,000. Right, yeah. and, and oh, it's, yeah. or something. It's, yeah. it's a tiny. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, we all know each other, or know uh, not everybody, but know of each other, or we know somebody. Like there is some kind of six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing going on here. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you're right. And like, we're all interconnected one way or another. And that's why our rep, that's what reputation is everything in this business. Right. And we, we've all dealt with it. Right. And I, I like to think that there's somebody right now talking shit about me. I hope so. I hope there is because I need those guys. Right. Right. It gives me, it gives me honest. Well, I already know that there right. is somebody 100% talking shit about Aaron. Right now. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's right. He's right. Right. He's, yeah. He's, he's totally correct. Right. But we need those guys. We need those guys. Right. But there's somebody that will, will vouch for us. Right. And that's why it's, Reputation is everything, right? And we got to build it every day. Like maybe, you know, because of the what the military is, you know, selection is always, it's, it's every day. But it's more so amongst your brothers, right? You're like, and sisters, right? Somebody's always checking you, right? And that's why I love it, right? Like I, I met a guy, he, through my Instagram, right? And he was still at PJU. And he's like, yo, bro, are you that guy? And I'm like, yeah. And I, to this day, I talked to that kid. Great kid. He's about to go to Canon. Brilliant fella. And I talked to him all the time. He's smart. And I was like, dude, we are just because we wear a different color uniform doesn't mean we're not we're not the same. We see the world the same. I actually wish that that was cool. the closing statement. <laughs> but yeah. before we close, I like I really do. I would yeah. like that would have been perfect to end it on. But um, I do want you to I may I want you to plug what you got going. I want you to plug anything you want, whether it's um, you know, your financial enabler, um, Instagram, any mm-hmm. kind of other social media. Cause I only follow you on Instagram cause that's what I've got, but, uh, where else are you yeah. and where can people find you? So right now, uh, I'm, I'm sticking, staying away from TikTok uh, cause I just refuse to do it right now just for the safety of my phone. Uh, but right now I'm just on Instagram, the financial enabler. Uh, if they go on there, they'll find my email. And the reason I've done that is because I want people to just reach out. You know, finances are more in depth. I want to build communication. So right now, financial period enabler on Instagram, um, and you'll find my email. So that's where people can find me. And I'm in, you know, or reach out to you guys. I'm sure some of you are connected dots. Yeah. And you're, and you're all about people reaching out to you, right? I mean, that's the whole intent. I, I will, I will not post if I have a phone call that is way more important to me and it could be about anything related to money because I, I'll give you an example somebody reached out to me about DTS he just felt uncomfortable asking his boss and I was like yeah man I get it DTS is easy to me but it's not for everybody yeah right I want to talk to people and that's really where I think I've made my reputation is being accessible right just like you guys I see that like you guys reply really quick and that's really important because you know, if you're jo- trying to join the Air Force to join Spec Warfare, if you're, uh, you know, you're trying to get your finances straight, you don't want to wait a week for a conversation. You want to, you want your answer now, especially the younger generation. You know, they hit the text and they expect that answer now. That's okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'll do it. Well, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. uh, that appearance is that way. We, we do our best. There are definitely times where we're like a week behind for sure. Yeah. For <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. That's good. I get it. I get but it. Awesome. I get it. Thanks, uh, yeah. Jaime. Thanks for what you're doing, providing that mentorship, that, you know, financial education to folks. And, uh, and we really appreciate it. So you guys out yeah, there, uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell for us, leave us a review, and then also make sure you go check out Jaime at financial.enabler um, or at financial.enabler. All right, we're out here. Cool. Thanks for joining us. Awesome.